0: spooky season may be our thing, but there is no denying that the holiday season is quickly approaching. And if you're like us, shopping can be stressful. Is this gift personal? Is it going to be something they like? Are they going to fake smile and then chunk it out with a wrapping paper?
1: And recently, COVID has really driven home the importance of this. Supporting local and family owned businesses over big box stores.
0: We are partnering up with Mystic Dragon Games for the holidays and we already have some of their awesome products, laser edged crystals. These A1 quality crystals are literally flawless. They have a variety of options that you can customize or choose from, from their in-house nerdy artist gallery. There is something for every nerd on your Christmas list.
1: Each crystal has customizable options, and if D&D isn't your thing, don't worry. They are able to put photos or texts of anything in their crystals, The etchings are subsurface, so you never have to worry about them rubbing or losing their integrity over the years. It is a perfect way to commemorate a special holiday that stands out and have it in crystal clear photographic memory.
0: Part of our partnership with our good friends Michael and Kim of Mystic Dragon Games means that not only do we get an awesome friends and family discount, but so do you. When you purchase a crystal ornament, you'll be getting 20% off any of their crystal options when you use promo code 50STATES in the link in the description.
1: 50 States of Terror may include descriptions and discussions unsuitable for young audiences. Episodes may contain adult themes, language, and content. Listener discretion is advised. This
0: is Homegrown Cryptids.
1: These are your stories.
2: My name is Hector. I live in Corpus Christi. I am currently 39, and I had an experience that happened to me when I was 13 or 14. But I want to talk about something that happened to me a few months ago. I used to be an Uber driver. I had a passenger that I was talking to, and he started telling me about this weird experience that he had and the reason why i bring this up because this is what reminded me of what happened when i was 13. so he begins telling me that he was walking in this neighborhood by the school park tell me run into this beast that's what he said he didn't really know what it was he thought it might have been the chupacabra <laughs> but he said this thing was massive It was black. It just, it had this weird form to it. It made me remember what happened to me when I was walking home one night. I remember going by the school and it's dark. I mean, the, the lights over here in this neighborhood, there's not really many. The only really lights are the neighborhood houses with the porch lights on, if they're on. But this night, really, really dark. The moon wasn't even shining. I remember coming down the street. I'm about to turn on to 19th. I'm walking. Usually there's dogs in the neighborhood anyway, so I really didn't pay any mind to it And they're usually barking at me, but this night there was no barking Which felt weird. I just shrugged it off and I remember looking to my left Going down one of the side streets And I see this dog Well, I thought it was a dog. It was massive At the time like I said, I was 13 so I'm five 5'3 maybe 5'4 at the time this thing stood about the same height at the top of his head and it's on four feet I thought it was a dog but it just it had no outline I guess you could say I mean it just kind of like went with the darkness it was a it was a part of the darkness but it was still visible like it had the features of a dog it's just it didn't have the endings of a dog I don't know how to explain it it's just I, it was really weird It was completely black. The hair on the back of its head all the way to the tail, it looked like a kind of like a mohawk. Extremely pointy. You could tell it was hair. I wouldn't really say there were daggers or anything. Really, really creeped out. And I remember the the snout was elongated. I mean, the teeth on this thing, they looked like a a wolf's teeth. I started thinking, like, this be a damn wolf? I mean, what the hell? I was stunned. I, I couldn't move. I couldn't do anything except just look at this thing. And I remember looking into his eyes, and the eyes were just empty. They were there, but it was black. It's just like staring into nothingness, is the best way I can say. I don't know how long I stood there for. I heard a Bart turn around and look, and I see this little chihuahua-looking thing, and I, I turn back, and it's gone. Never told anybody about it. Just thought it was just my imagination playing tricks on me. But it wasn't until recently, like I said, when I was talking to this guy, it's like, wait a minute. And I started telling him my, my experience and what I saw. And he's like, yeah, 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 and that's what I saw. A couple weeks after that, I was talking to this young lady. She was, she was a passenger of mine. And she was telling me about how she was walking home the other night. And she just, she got scared. So that's what she called her. But she said the same thing. She had the, the same exact experience. And it just really tripped me out. Because both of the stories said that they were near a park by a school. So I started doing some research, looking at Texas, Corpus Christi, anything I could find on this hellhound. Nothing. Couldn't find a single thing. So I don't know. Maybe you guys can help me out on this. My experience was way back when I was 13. I've already had two people recently this year that have told me they had that same experience. So I don't know if it's gone and come back or more people have just experienced this and they just never said anything. I don't know. But all I know is I saw what I saw. And it just freaked me out. It still freaks me out right now. Just talking about it, my hairs on end. So maybe you guys can figure it out. Let me know.
0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode
1: of Fifty States of Terror. Terror. We need a, we need a theme song now. <laughs> we gotta
0: make a jingle. <laughs> So this is our homegrown cryptid episode. So this is going to be all about things that were submitted to us. We asked for submissions. We got some. We got that amazing story that we're going to really focus on from Hector.
1: Yeah. And thank you to everybody who submitted your story. First and foremost, we are going to hold off on what, two of them? Because we're going to save those for later episodes, right?
0: We did get a couple that were already slated for discussion later. Uh, We won't tell you which ones they were, but if you submitted it and we don't talk about it, it's safe to say that you've got a sneak peek on a future episode. That is correct. Cool. I want to talk about them because I think they are so cool. Like there are states that we are states and states and states and states away from covering, but they were so cool that like we've already picked those ones out and we know exactly that this state is going to be this one. And it just so happened that we had people from that area say, Hey, guess what? This is my experience. And yeah,
1: the the they already were the best of that state. And they're pretty
0: fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> I might be biased. One of them's my home state. So uh I'm pretty excited for that one. Yeah. So we are gonna just jump into Hector's story. So we know Hector through the podcast community here in Corpus Christi. Uh we are Texans. Just not something I ever thought I would say about myself, but here I am.
1: And a quick shout out to Hector. He is on Life of Impact.
0: We'll go ahead and we'll link his podcast in the show description or the show notes. So that's going to be at the Seymour bar at the bottom. And that way, if you're interested, you can go check him out too. So he was uh, able to send us an audio file, which was great. And so I just wanted to set it up kind of like we do our cryptid encounters for our very first listener episode.
1: Yeah, that was best. This is a, a first for us, which is really cool. So, Hopefully, first of many.
0: Yes. So let's discuss what Hector saw. I mean, he he did a very great job describing it, but he asked for our help. So let's let's dive in a little bit more.
1: Yeah, to what it uh, to what it could be, or what it definitely couldn't be, or what, it, or what it couldn't be. Yeah, yeah. So let's go to the obvious of what it it uh, it couldn't be.
0: It could not be Sasquatch. Correct. It Uh, could not be the ghost of Selena,
1: Correct. It It could not be a person dressed in a taco costume.
0: I mean, I wouldn't totally rule that out.
1: Well, I mean, possibly.
0: (laughs) It would be a delicious costume. So yes, it cannot be things that are obviously uh, not canine. So we are going to go the canine route, and we did some research on Texas cryptid canids yeah so it's just dog cryptids
1: yeah dog dog cryptids and what falls in this category is it the chupacabra and
0: i knew that was going to be the first direction we went well i hector did say it in his story made a joke about chupacabra
1: right so i'm going to just go ahead and go and say that the way that he described it and the way that it was acting I'm going to say that no, it was not a a chupacabra-like creature, uh, but there is this thing that is called the Texas blue dog. I
0: saw these,
1: and these things look pretty gnarly. They look pretty cool. Don't be confused about the blue dog and the Mexican hairless dog. The, the Zolos.
0: Show. The- I can't say it. Right. It's an X that so sounds like a ch. But it's not Cholo. Right, right, it's right.
1: It's Cholo. Uh, yeah, I, I have to look at the... Because, uh, um, yeah, the X's are, are the CH's. Um, but the Mexican Hairless Dog is this canine that uh, resides, obviously, in, in Mexico. And it is a medium-sized dog. Uh, It's a good-sized dog. Yeah, and it's it's an actual thing. At first glance, if you were not suspecting something, let's just say you're traveling to Mexico for your first time ever, and you are a tourist, and you're in uh, central Mexico, and you are walking around, and you see this thing. At first glance, you're like, holy shit, what is that? (laughs) Because it looks gnarly. It looks like it has... Um, small little fur-like hairs and it, it looks uh, like it, it could have mange.
0: Well, mange <coughs> is very, like, they, like, scab up when you have mange. Yeah, but, like... So that's a parasitic...
1: Yeah, that, that's, that's the only way I, I can think to just describe how, how it looks like. Because it has this hunch uh, and it, it has this um, wolf-like, but, like, not wolf-like.
0: I think it's more discerning when you look at it because it's so similar to other dogs, but different. It's like when you see something that is kind of human shaped but is isn't it human shaped like you're like oh scary when this dog just has absolutely no hair and it's not something you're accustomed to seeing right then it looks scary
1: yeah so that's that's a really good that's a really good way to describe it so like if you were trying to look at a person like a, re- a regular human being and then you would just see like the the arms elongated, you know. That's like holy Slenderman. shit, Slenderman. So this is a dog, but it has a higher hunch and it just it's skinnier and more, uh, um, lanky. I I would first see it and be like, holy shit, that's that's the <laughs> Chupacabra. <laughs>
0: I think it makes it look more predatory. So things that we associate with predators. Um, like kind of like those those haunches are up and yeah, ready it ready to looks pounce. Looks muscular, yeah, <clears throat> and it lacks those soft cuddly features, right? But I just want to elaborate on your description a little bit because the Shola dogs are they're not just running the streets. It's not like Coco. A lot of the times, like these are bred. It's like we have our dogs are a specific breed. Yeah, uh, they're rescue babies, but like we have Doberman. Yeah, people breed these dogs specifically for their features and they don't they're not all hairless you can have a litter of puppies where only half of them are hairless and then the other ones have hair so it's a desirable trait for people who are interested in the breed um the hairless dogs are are worth more so i saw something on a discussion forum after one of the articles i read and they were saying that there were three of these You can't see me doing bunny quotes, but bunny quote (laughs) chupacabra that had been found on the side of the road in South Texas. And they were kind of posing the question, is this just a breeder who's dumping undesirable dogs? Right. So is, I mean, you hear about it with puppy mills and, and things like that, like undesirable dog, you just get rid of it. That's how we got Talia. We got our dog. She was a, she was bred and dumped. And maybe these ones just didn't, fair as well as her and found a rescue in her forever home
1: yeah i hope that asshole gets what's coming to him you know a, a breeder who does that that's just that's just not cool
0: but it would explain why you had three rare breed dogs in such a close proximity right that were older dogs and then you know unfortunately came to to that end
1: and the more i look at the mexican hairless dog the more i want one because it, it, it grows on you.
0: I think hairless dogs are... I love all dogs, but I do think they're kind of ugly. However, a hairless cat, I would have a sphinx in a heart. The heartbeat. sphinx, yeah, the sphinx cat, uh, yeah. <laughs> Although uh, I may be getting us off topic, so we'll get back to chupacabras. <laughs> so do you think that what Hector saw would be in the realm of chupacabra? Let's get back to that.
1: In the realm of chupacabra, no. Uh, because the way chupacabras are usually described... Uh, they are more uh, like on their hind legs, more uh, with a shorter front front limbs, uh, moving more like like a reptile than a dog would. It's almost like their shoulders
0: are outward instead of going back. Backward, where, where right. dogs their legs go, you know, front to back. Right, and then you have things like alligators, or I mean, even like people where the arms can rotate out to the side yeah. and that it'd be holding its weight on its palms facing yeah. each other. Um, one of the things that really caught my attention and what steered me away from something that could be similar to a chupacabra sighting was that he said that it did not, he specifically said it did not have things that look like daggers. It Correct. had a mohawk, yeah. but not something that looked like daggers. And that one word really stuck out to me because in a lot of the chupacabra sightings, they have these spikes yeah. that look like daggers So that kind of steers me away from just trying to generalize or like clump what Hector has seen into other sightings. So that way we could do more research. It definitely pulled me away from Chupacabra.
1: And the Mohawk uh, could be just a a patch of hair.
0: It could be. Yeah. Yeah. But you were mentioning the Texas blue dogs. Yeah.
1: The blue dogs. Now the Texas blue dog is, is not a cryptid. It's it's an, it's an actual, it's a natural dog. Um, we can describe it as a mixture of let's go with Mexican wolf, a Mexican hairless dog, a man. Uh, it has a it has ears like a, a hyena. Uh, Did you
0: know that we actually have um, a native hyena to North America? Yes. Okay.
1: One of the things that. Uh, you find out while working in the field that I that I the, the, the sometimes agency.
0: I forget that you work for National Park Service and like, hey, do you know these things that are probably common knowledge to you?
1: <laughs> like National Park Service and U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service and like, hey, guess what? Do you know this was in once in North America? Like, we had zebras.
0: We had a, uh, something similar to zebras, yeah, yeah, and that that could actually go back to our Alaska episode where we talk about the land bridge, yep, and how things were able to migrate back and forth and of course you know like we go far enough back we got Pangea and stuff but I mean obviously (laughs) there were dinosaurs and there were things since then but we do have some some cool similar things I found out about the hyenas when I was doing my hyena research for the Beast of Javudon, which I think I've mentioned like four times in this podcast but is one of my favorite stories um that's werewolf based and is on the witching hour for Housecraft our sister podcast
1: so the blue dog it is a mixture of all these different species like you just imagine all these different species being mushed together and it is the uh texas blue dog um could it have been that my guess is probable
0: so i'm not super familiar with the blue dog i know a little bit about it i know that it kind of popped up in my research here and there the one time that i really saw a lot about it I didn't realize happened in the town that it happened in. So we've discussed that I do rat work like in our last episode. And so I visit a lot of towns that are, that surround our area. And one of the towns that I go to is very small. It's a very cute little town. And I have seen pictures of this blue dog slash chupacabra because it gets both names here. And I was doing my research. I was like, oh, I've been there. So next time I'm in Cuero, Texas, which is population not a lot and has like a museum and a sonic and a whataburger and that's kind of it i'm definitely going to be looking for this ranch because i i drive all over the countryside over there yeah and this woman in 2007 found this large blue dog and wasn't able to really identify what it was she ended up freezing its head to, for identification later on Yep. I saw pictures of her like thawing the head out in her sink I was like ooh that's,
1: that's graphic yeah.
0: <laughs> trigger warning they ended up sending the DNA out for testing and it was a mix of different dogs um, and I think it was primarily coyote but that it had the Jolo, so xolo 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 solo <laughs> like a cholo um, <laughs> it had a little bit of uh, the hairless dog in there as well which really speaks to the hybridization that can happen between things that are in the same gene pool. Yeah. Yeah. I am not a taxonomy person. I do my best. I'm an armchair expert at most, (laughs) maybe just an armchair enthusiast.
1: (laughs) Another thing that it could be described as, as you know, listeners will probably be like, well, could it be the Elmendorf beast and the Elmendorf beast? All it is, is just a, a diseased coyote
0: that's gross
1: yeah it's it's just was it, it mange yeah okay yeah it's just it's just a diseased coyote so that was that was uh easily debunked i think uh in the early 90s
0: i wouldn't have remembered that yeah
1: it, it was uh <sighs> see uh,
0: i grew up in the midwest and like our coyotes i want to say our wildlife in general gets pretty big up there like we've discussed like the size difference in, like deer <clears throat> oh yeah uh, like our deer our deer yeah. are they're tiny <laughs>
1: Our deer are <laughs> dwarfs compared to the deer. Those
0: corn-fed Midwest whitetails.
1: <clears throat> and what's hilarious is because like, my drive to work, all, all I see are deer. hmm And then... I see these cute little things, like, boing, 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 boing. <laughs> And then they're like puppies con- compared to... We
0: go, we go to visit my family, which, regardless, we don't get to visit them as often as we'd like. But when we go to visit them and you see one on the side of the road, it's like a behemoth. It's like the same size as your
1: car. It's like a massive <laughs> thing. Like, no, holy no, that's shit. no big deal.
0: That's just Tuesday. But our coyotes get pretty big up there too, or at least in the area that I was in. And I remember one year it was a, a topic of discussion because there was a mange infestation that was going around because mange, it's not a disease. It's a parasite. parasite. So they can, it can be spread <clears throat> from creature to creature to creature. And, all the coyotes and I want to say some of the foxes were all having like just chunks of hair falling out. And I have this very clear memory of driving to town. Uh, My parents live way out in the country. We were driving to town and saw one on the side of the road. And I was like, that's the ugliest thing I've ever seen. And then my mom explained to me what mange was. So anytime I see like these creatures with mange and they come up for like chupacabra and stuff. I just, I think of that, that random memory of being like 12 years old. (coughs) Yeah. And Hector's description, uh, so we discussed the hair and, and lack of daggers on its back and then his two. So to go back to Hector's story, because we kind of have discussed the chupacabra aspect and that's a quick dog association that I think anybody in South Texas would really make. But Hector's description and the description from the clients that he spoke with all described something almost more spectral, which for me almost takes it out of cryptid territory. And more into ghost dog territory. Yeah. So he's describing like the edges of the dog, like blended into the night. Yeah. And that the eyes were hollow. And a lot of the descriptions we see for, especially for nocturnal cryptids is the way that their eyes reflect. And he's saying that there's nothing in the eyes. The eyes were like blackness. They were hollow. And it was just this specter that was near the schoolyard. And that was a theme that came up quite a few times
1: if it's being described as having no reflective glow and like like you said the outline was uh hazy almost yeah then i mean that could be the eyes playing tricks on you what's the what's the, the number number one thing that detectives tell you like you always want to get the story quick as possible because your memory starts to fill in gaps or, or fill in uh things that you thought could have been there, mm-hmm. like after an hour of it happening to you.
0: Detectives always <clears throat> tell me just never to leave town. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but um, yeah, for me, the story leans into supernatural, less based physically, and it's it's a weird line that we that we really tread here because I mean, we know that I'm the skeptic one of the two of us. And so I kind of have a, a difficult line where I'm like, okay, what is supernatural, magic, um, ghosty, what is angelic, what is demonic, like what are those things? And then what is in the realm of what I consider to be feasible, physical, potentially evidence. Right. So that one, this one's kind of a, an odd one for me, just because there wasn't a physical interaction that happened. Um, he did describe that the other dogs in the neighborhood were quiet. Normally they're they're barking and nor- normally they're loud. And we know the dogs are a pretty good judge of character and like a pretty good judge of like what's going on around them. So when I think about the school aspect, because that came up in all three stories, mm-hmm. there was a, a dog, it was next to a school, and it was creepy. Yeah. We always had dogs like kind of close to our school. and I don't know if it was because the like the lunch ladies were throwing food out. If we would have dogs come up and like we would throw them parts of our lunch. We discussed that actually in the in the fence rail dog that these dogs were coming to the churches and places of gathering because it's survival instinct. They know that they can get food, food there. Yep. So maybe there's a strange dog that's in the neighborhood. Sometimes that makes dogs react more. But if it's like, you know, that kind of like alpha, you know, strong scented dog, the other dogs may have just been trying to figure out what was going on. And so they were quiet. Not always the case. But I know that every once in a while, our dogs, when they when they get spooked or they get like excited, they get past barking and they get like just absolutely silent.
1: Sure. Yeah, they're they're sniffing the air. They're they're uh, taking in their surroundings, kind of judging what to do next. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're right.
0: So I could see I could see just a large dog being there, and then he's saying he's walking at night. And Hector, this is nothing against you. This is what I do for all the things. So you know, sometimes your imagination does play with you, and if you've got those bright orange neon lights, like those aren't great for your eyes anyway.
1: Yeah, and then uh, take into account driver fatigue. He was walking. Oh, he was walking.
0: Yeah, at this point, he was. It, his story was when he was 13 and he was walking home. He was walking down the street.
1: Oh, right, 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 but right. But right. the woman... Who he picked up as a client. ...said
0: that she called because yeah. she was scared because of this dog. Right. The other one was saying, like, hey, like, you'll never believe what I saw. And then they started to... Uh,
1: compare notes. To
0: compare notes. <laughs> Let me test this hypothesis. All things considered, all theories, all of that aside, thank you, Hector, for sending in your story. Uh, you sent a great audio clip for me. It was uh, great to be able to work with a different voice. Not that I don't like your voice, Anthony, but it was really cool to like work with a different kind of material. And I do look forward to doing that in the future. So when we do our next Homegrown Cryptid episode, if you have a microphone at home, even if you're like, I'm not professional. Neither are we. <laughs> so you can send us your story and uh, we'll get it edited up and get it put into the next one. But Anthony, you had some other submissions, some quick tidbits submissions.
1: A couple came in. Yeah. So one of the, so the submissions that we had uh, that really stood out and we're going to use for, uh, for one of our states is the Rougarou. And that has a deep deep, deep history in the state that we're going to use it for.
0: So do your research if you want to know which one it is. But if you live in the state, you already know we're talking about you.
1: Yeah. So thank you, man. That, that, was, that was that's that's uh, when when you posted that picture to it, I was like, oh, shit. Hell yeah. That, that's badass.
0: Well, it's funny because that was actually the second submission we had for that specific cryptid. That's I funny. have a, a girlfriend of mine who is from that state and is familiar with the folklore of the area. We're discussing that she may be joining us as a co-host for that episode to provide some uh, valuable insight that, you know, you can't find on a Wikipedia page.
1: Yeah, it was kind of interesting, too. When, when I had responded back, and was like, hey, do you have any specific stories about you as a kid staying away from an area because of the Rougarou? He was like, we just knew it already. I was mm-hmm. like, like, "I was like, holy shit. It is, it is deep ingrained. <laughs> I was like, holy, holy shit. Okay, cool. That's... Awesome.
0: Yeah, something kind of related to that. We had another friend who has a werewolf story.
2: Yeah.
1: Barge right in. Just
0: barged in her front
1: door. So, Ah,
0: bitches! We don't have that full story yet, so we're not going to officially report it. But just know we may have some uh, full moon madness coming up at some point. So my auntie Kristen was in Girl Scouts with my mom. That's how she became my honorary auntie. And she posted about a green light that they would see at camp and it goes more into the ghost side of it, but it was still an interesting read. Usually the story would go on about it being a camp leader that would lure children away. Or if you went out into the woods without your buddy, then it would take you and it would away with you. It should, there were, there wasn't a whole lot of end game description there, but it was, it was another reason to stay out of the woods.
1: <laughs> you were like, bye Felicia. <laughs>
0: bye. So she also mentioned a giant alligator snapping turtle named Momo, which I got corrected early on, but I have seen Momo described as a Bigfoot. So I don't know if that's just a a name that got thrown around as a monster in different areas interpreted it differently. Apparently, my hometown's Momo is a giant alligator snapping turtle that lives in the lake. So if you are (laughs) south of Kansas City, be careful of them lakes (laughs) because you might get eaten by Momo and I'm going to have to do
1: some more research on what Momo is. (laughs) Our friend Michael has said that he, he saw a UFO. <laughs> if we ever do a, an alien, an alien episode. episode, then we're definitely going to see if he wants to <laughs> chime in. Uh, I had another friend of mine from the San Antonio area say that uh, she saw something the size of Jeepers Creepers. And I don't know what Jeepers Creepers is.
0: Jeepers Creepers. Where'd you get those peepers? Um, Jeepers Creepers, the movie where it's like the scarecrow and he gets down and he kills all the kids. On the oh, pod. It's like some date specific thing. And every so often he wakes up and he like massacres.
1: Yeah. And then uh, she says she saw uh, something like that next to a dumpster at Freddy's. Uh, and Freddy's is a... Um, uh the steak and shake place yeah steak and shake place yeah in san antonio
0: maybe she saw a homeless person
1: in san antonio yeah probably
0: <laughs> i feel like i'm discrediting everybody i'm like you're crazy that's not really what i'm saying
1: um uh and then so yeah those were our our first
0: our, ever submissions our first ever
1: submissions oh my gosh <laughs>
0: uh we are so emotional. <laughs>
1: <unfortunate. laughs> Yeah, so that is a, a wonderful starting point.
0: Five golden Nessies all around. Yeah. Everyone got five golden Nessies. They are redeemable for crypto, uh, but not cash. Cryptid crypto. <laughs> Cryptid crypto. Invest. It's the new doge.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, whenever we have some, uh, some free time in between episodes, I think, I think we should do this again. And uh, we can tell our own little stories that we were told as kids. Because I have, I have one that I thought was something else. But like now that I'm doing this podcast and researching what these things could be, um, I'm convinced that it is. It was something far worse than what they told us it it was. (laughs) So. So yeah.
0: So you're saying you had the opposite experience that a lot of people had where instead of making a mountain out of a molehill, they were downplaying it and it was actually something terrifying? It was actually
1: some very terrifying.
0: Okay, I'm interested. You may (laughs) have to tell me after this episode. I don't know if I can wait.
1: So thank you again for listening. We appreciate all of you and we are
0: thankful. This is our thankful episode. This is our Thanksgiving. We are thankful for you guys. We are thankful that you keep checking back in with us. Thankful that you sent in your stories.
1: Yeah, and thank you for the likes on Facebook, on Twitter. Thank you to at Mister Nobody on Twitter for that lovely message. We we definitely appreciate it. You know, doing doing a podcast with two busy adult lives and you know it's it get it can get very 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 stressful you know this is something that i've always wanted to do since i started writing my book uh to jump on board that podcast bandwagon and see where it can go <laughs> um but when kaylee jumped on board and said hey let's let's just try this out let's do it it's a bumpy hill but we're learning how to how to make it less bumpy
0: so what we ask from you and the way that you can help us and it's the best way that you can help us is, of course, by sharing the podcast. Yeah. It's also by rating and reviewing. So Rates
1: and reviews. The
0: more ratings we have, the more reviews that we have, um, unless you don't like us, and then just turn us off. But if you like us, leave us a review, leave us a rating, because that puts us higher on the charts. Now, we're not going for like...
1: Podcast of the year. Podcast
0: of the year. But it helps us get a little bit more traction, and it helps us get going We are running a giveaway right now. Our Facebook page is at 409 likes. I want to hit 500 by the end of the year. So I've actually started making some merch. 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 So right now we have koozies, canvas bags, and I've actually got another thing that is on its way to me right now. So we're going to have some more merch that's going up on our Facebook. Uh, We're going to be opening that up for pre-order soon. So I am making all the merch myself. So I just want to make sure that I'm making exactly what we need. So it's going to be a limited run. It's going to be pre-order only. Rate, review, subscribe. That helps too. If you want to know anytime we put up a new episode, you can turn on that subscribe option on your podcatcher and it'll let you know anytime we post anything. Maybe we're going to post some surprise episodes. You know, we can just to drop something on a Tuesday and then you wouldn't know because you didn't subscribe. Yeah,
1: maybe it's just me talking maybe it's just kaylee talking maybe it's just forty Hello, min- talking <laughs> maybe it's just 40 minutes of our little three-year-old talking <laughs> if you want to hear about dinosaurs <laughs> this kid i t- i
0: tell you we turned on a cartoon and it was Indoraptor, velociraptor Microraptor, rapper i don't know the difference between these goddamn raptors
1: but he does he does some cool stuff is coming down the pipe And, uh, yeah, we just truly appreciate it.
0: And coming up next, we have Georgia. The Peach State. We will see you again in two weeks. We plan on releasing throughout the holiday just as normal. Um, every two weeks we're putting out something on Sunday. And we'll see you soon. Bye!
1: Later. Do you need more 50 States of Terror? oh yeah yeah you do
0: you can find us on Facebook Patreon and Instagram at 50 States of Terror
1: now that's 50 States of Terror and on Twitter at 50 States Terror without the of you know because of the character limit
2: (laughs)
0: we'll see you there
2: yeah you will